What's going on, everybody? Happy Halloween! This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 31.0. And uh, as I said, happy Halloween. And as everybody who has ever listened to this show knows that we do a Halloween special every October. Uh, this will be our third year doing a Halloween special. And, uh, and I feel like we've been planning for this one for about three years. We have, you know. I mean, this we've we've put this off long enough. And I think we chose the wrong time to do it because the re remake is coming out in February. <laughs> yeah. And we was like, well, fuck, we should just wait till February. But no, we're doing this because I finally got my GameCube and I'm I'm happy. So that's what we're doing. We're playing Resident Evil, the 2002 version, the remake, as everybody likes to call it, remake. But tonight, on this spooky night, we have Matt Quinn. Hello, friends. And yeah, I'm done with the spooky shit. But I mean, that's that's, that's dumb. Uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about. Yeah. It's like I'll be like Vincent Price up in here. Short lived. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't commit to anything. So uh, yeah, so Resident Evil. Um. We played a game in the same vein as Resident Evil. Actually, was it earlier this year or was it late last year? I can't remember, but it was Dino Crisis. In fact, it was made by the same people. Um, I think that was this year. Yeah. And um, but we never actually played Resident Evil itself. Now I've I'm no stranger to Resident Evil. Uh, you know, we we did do a Real early on in the show, we did a, a Resident Evil special. Apparently, we got everything wrong because there was a few people who told me that we didn't know what the hell we were talking about. But that's okay because uh, I do enjoy the series, and I know Matt does because it's in his freaking screen name on Twitter. So, um, yep. <laughs> so Resident Evil, um, but very interesting. Uh, like I said, this is the uh, the remake, which came out originally in 2002 on the GameCube, and only on the GameCube, um, and then later ported to the Nintendo Wii. Uh, Matt, you've never played Remake before, have you? I have never played Remake. Which I have is, always wanted to, yeah. but never touched it. That always blew me away, because I knew you were a big Resident Evil fan, and I was like, wow, you never played probably the best Resident Evil that's ever been made. Yeah, uh, my problem was that it never meshed well with my not ever having a Nintendo console. Yeah. But the uh, the I can't remember I know they they had Resident Evil Zero as well. Um which was mm-hmm. was it which was in the same style as this one. Uh this one came out before Resident Evil 4, and a lot of people think hold Resident Evil 4 in a high regard, and I do too. I think it's a fantastic game. Um, but this is the old style of Resident Evil. The tank controls, the more survival horror feel to it. And I know a lot of people out there always talk about, oh, Resident Evil isn't you know scary anymore, or it's not really survival horror. And um, this was probably the last foray into that that specific genre. Um, but I remember I, I, I distinctly remember I was, I was a subscriber to the Nintendo power magazine, which I'm pretty sure that magazine is dead now. Um, 
and I remember seeing screenshots of Resident Evil Remake and being absolutely blown away. I was like, man, this looks fucking amazing. Of course I'm going to buy this. I was a huge fan of the Resident Evil series back then. You know, I played Resident Evil 1 and 2 and 3 and Code Veronica and all that other stuff. And I was like, I was, you know, I was hooked on that stuff. So when I saw that, I was like, man, you know, we're going back to the old school. We're going to go back and, you know, relive the mansion again. So I was really excited. Bought that game day one. You know, and I played through it uh, twice. I played through it with both characters. Um, And the first thing that popped out to me was the fact that this game is nowhere close to the original PlayStation 1 game. And I, I remember that distinctly because I had the PlayStation 1 game memorized to a fucking T. Yeah, I mean, let, let's let's be fair, though. When you say nowhere close, it's, it's nowhere close maybe in terms of remakes, but, I mean, it is still very clearly... Resident Evil. Oh, absolutely! It hits all the high notes that the first game hit. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is a retelling of Resident Evil, and um, but but the first thing that got me was you know, obviously in both scenarios, um, which we'll get into that a little bit later. But in both scenarios, you have when you first run into the first zombie, uh, you know, uh, it's in that little room, that little parlor-looking area, and uh, in the original Resident Evil. That was just a room. That there was no doors there. But in the remake, there's a fucking door right there. And I was like, "Whoa, that door wasn't there in the first game." Yeah, that's what I felt. And I'm like, I don't remember there ever being a door there. Did I just forget about that? No, there are tons of new areas in this mansion than there was in the original PlayStation one. This mansion is is twice as big. It's scary how much they added. And I was like, I'm completely lost now. Whenever I first played this game, I was like, I'm completely lost. I I was like, oh, man, this will be a breeze to go through. I got everything memorized. No, they changed everything. And they made a lot of additions to it, too, um, which we'll get into. But So, Matt, your, your history with it, I mean, you knew there was a remake of Resident Evil, of course, right? Yeah, I mean, I always harbored a little bit of bitterness that it was a Nintendo exclusive. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I played the first Resident Evil. It was the very first game I got on the PlayStation 1. Uh, I played the shit out of it. It's actually, as far as I know, the only video game that my mom ever liked watching me play. Because she was so shocked going from Sonic the Hedgehog to Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, just the shift in tone and maturity and visuals and everything. And she she loved the game. She was fascinated by it. Um, and it, it's always, it's just, you know, I, I may not know the convoluted history as well as I probably should, but as far as games I think about and just enjoy thinking about, enjoy playing, enjoy just seeing, uh, you know, Resident Evil is, is tops for me. Yeah. It, that, that atmosphere, it, it brought me, you know, it, it came at a time when I was growing up and it, you know, it, it ushered me into adulthood, if you will. Yeah. That's what I was. Uh, Resident Evil and Metal Gear Solid One were the the two yeah, two, those of, are my two. <laughs> yeah two of the big nostalgia games because they came out during that time. You know, I was thirteen when I played Metal Gear Solid, which, interestingly enough, uh, yesterday was marks the sixteenth anniversary of Metal, Metal Gear Solid One on the PlayStation. Um, That's crazy. 
And that was like, yeah, I, I know I tweeted. I was like, I, I would give anything to go back and play Metal Gear Solid 1 fresh. Never had any yeah. memory of it or anything like that. Because at the time when I was 13, I had never seen anything like that before. That, right. that, I mean, that was, these are the two games that basically defined gaming as I like them. And, you know, obviously there were a lot of games before that that I loved. Yeah. Um, but these two just set the bar so high that, you know, so many things happen now. I don't think the bar can ever be risen as much higher than the background as those two games did to the background at the time. Yeah. It's like, I guess it would be the same for, like, previous generations whenever they went from you know, black and white television to color television and be yeah. like, wow, this is, this is game changing. When you played those games, particularly for me, with Metal Gear Solid, I was like, this is like playing a fucking movie. You know, I was like, you never seen you know, voice dialogue as much as like that before. And, you yeah. know, you never, you know, it, it, it's so cinematic feeling. And that was the great thing about Resident Evil was like all these different camera angles and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, the game controls like ass. Hell, it still does. But it's it. It still does. But I, I got to be honest. I felt so comfortable and so good with the controls. I mean, I've just I've played these games so many times that. It, is it bad? Yes. Is it exactly what this game needs? Also, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to play this game with different controls. I mean, it's it's part of the game. It's not Resident Evil. This game. I mean, for future Resident Evil, sure change it up as long as you're adapting the game to go to fit with those control changes but for this game no matter how many times they revamp it visually i always at least want the option for tank controls because for me that's the way this game should be played well that's what they're going to do for a remake re-remake that's coming out in february well, the remake is not really a remake like this game was right it's really just this game but high res yeah high res and the, you know a few extra costumes and shit like that but uh, yeah, but it's not a full new game like this one was. No, no, no. This is um, it's, it's basically a, a HD remastered. Um, but they did add standard controls, like regular controls. Uh, that oh, would it would probably play kind of like if you remember playing the original Devil May Cry, how it still had the static cameras, mm -hmm. and you know whenever you whenever the camera would shift and you're still going left. But then the camera yeah. shifts and, and you're, you're going. And, and then if you, yeah, you let off the button and push it again, and you're going in a different direction. Exactly. So I, hate, I hated that. Although yeah. that was a fantastic game in its own right. Yeah, which was originally a Resident Evil game too. So yeah, um, Capcom was firing on all cylinders. Oh God, yeah. Um, but the, uh, but yeah, so the, but it does have tank control, so you have the option. Nice. Um, but as you but, know, I. Just to finish up the history, you know, I, I love this game. I played it as soon as I got my hands on it and played it multiple times. I love the second game. I love the third game. I love Code Veronica. You know, and then I was a little bitter when I, and, and you know, as probably a 15-year-old kid would, I felt betrayed when, <laughs> uh, when I didn't have access to, I guess, the trilogy of Resident Evils that were on the GameCube. Yeah. If you count the remake and Zero and Resident Evil Four, now I I eventually did get to play Resident Evil Four on the PS2, and it was as fantastic as I knew it would be. Um, and, I, and I have played it on the GameCube too, and it's just a great game. But yeah. but this was the one that I never had access to, and was always a little bit bitter that I couldn't play because I'm like I've given every ounce of my gaming enthusiasm towards this game, and now I can't play it. Yeah, Resident Evil um, Zero. I played Zero once. 
Um, I, I don't mind it, but to me, it's, I really didn't like that split up mechanic that they had where you had to split between Rebecca and Billy. I just, it, it, it was really annoying and frustrating to me. Um, but I did play it. I owned it at one time. Um, but I never kept it. Uh, but yeah, um, shit. Resident Evil. I'll probably uh, pick that up. What, Zero? Yeah, at some point. I mean, my whole, my whole experience here with getting this game was convoluted as well because I own a GameCube and I own this game on the GameCube. In fact, that was the reason I bought a GameCube even though I only bought it a couple of years ago and never really got a chance to play it. Right. Um, but when it came to playing this game for Phoenix Down, I did not want, so I did not have the option to get all my, of my belongings out of storage in time to get that GameCube here and set up and ready to use. And I didn't want to go rebuy a GameCube when I already own one, so I bought a Wii to play this game, just like I bought a GameCube to play this game. <laughs> so are you playing with like the Wii controls? So here's what happened. Okay, tell me I'm what happened. I'm so happy I got my Wii in the mail. I can't get it to connect to my internet. I haven't spent much time dealing with it, but it won't connect to the internet. So basically it just sat here for a week until I got Resident Evil. Uh, and I was pretty excited, and I'm finally, you know, it was a little bit before we were done with Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to pop it in and have a little look-see. Not really going to put any time into it yet, but I've been waiting to play this game for so long, I don't know if I can wait till we're done with Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mm-hmm. So I pop it in, watch the opening cinematic, I'm like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I want right now. Start to play it, and I can't walk, I'm like a crippled person. Just walking around in circles, I could not use... The, the Wii controls to play the game. I couldn't walk in there, even remotely straight line, and just said, fuck this, and went and bought a classic controller. That's probably a good idea. Because holy shit, was that bad. So what is it? Is it like you, you move with the analog nunchuck? Yeah, I had to move with that little nub, but I it was kept walking in like semicircles. Yeah. It's not connected to it. You know, it's not like you have a grip on it, and it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. How how like how how would you aim and stuff like that? Uh, there was no direct aiming, like with the Wii controller. Yeah, but I mean, you, what would not, you do? Would the... you would you pull the little triggers on the Wii remote to pull your gun up? Yeah. And then hit A to fire. I think so, but honestly, I played about five minutes and turned it off and said. Nope, I need a real controller. I need to play this in the archaic way it was meant to be played. Right. So I bought the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, the Retro Pro Controller or something. Mm-hmm. Classic Pro Controller, I think. Right. It's pr- it feels pretty good. It feels like I, you know, I'm playing it on the PS1. I'm using, I'm using a cheapo uh, GameCube controller because I don't have the original GameCube controller with it. So, I got me a nice little mad, mad cats or something like that. I don't even know what, what the hell it's made by. Hell's not even on the damn thing. I actually bought the regular classic controller and didn't like the way it felt, so I bought a weird imported Japanese version of the classic pro controller. Look at you going all fancy. Yeah, just to play this. <laughs> <laughs> well, um,. So, I mean, let's let's get into it. I, I know I'm, everybody knows the story of Resident Evil, but we're going to go through it again. 
because I like the story of Resident Evil. It's kind of dumb, but it works. So this game takes place in 1998. Um, and they, I don't think they've ever said where Raccoon City is. Um, as far as what state it is, I think they said the Midwest. I want to say Colorado. I could be wrong. Yeah, I always kind of felt like it was Colorado. Yeah. But I think that might have just been wishful thinking. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's in the mountains. I, you know, I, I imagine, you know, I always associate Colorado with mountains, so that might be all it is. Well, let's see here. I've actually got this. Um, I've got this up here. The Arklay Mountains. Arklay Mountains, excuse me. Um, what had happened was uh, on the outskirts of Raccoon City, which is kind of a small, it's like a medium-sized city, um, there were reports of people being attacked um, by a group of, of people. Um, and when the police went to investigate, they found that those people had been brutally murdered, um, also been gnawed on. And, and eaten, partially eaten. So they decided to send out a, um, a task force. Um, it was, uh, it's, it's this new task force that was formed, I think, a year earlier called the STARS team, which STARS stands for Special Tactics and Rescue Service. Um, and they sent out the Bravo team, which I... I I'm ta- I'm taking it as the Bravo team's not not the A team, not the best team. Um uh which consisted of um Richard Aiken, Rebecca Chambers, Edward Dewey, Enrico Marini, Kenneth Sullivan and Forrest Spire, Spear. Um they haven't heard anything uh, from them since they went out into the mountainous area to investigate because this, that was where they they heard that the, where these people had went off to. Um, which you find out what happens to the most of them in Resident Evil Zero. Um, but uh, after so much time has passed, uh, the Raccoon City Police Department decides to send out the Alpha Team. Uh, the Alpha Team consists of Barry Burton, Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Brad Vickers, Albert Wesker, and Joseph Frost. Um, and the game uh, basically opens up with the Alpha Team finding the crash site of the Bravo Team's helicopter. Um, after a little bit of investigating... They find one of the Bravo team members dead uh, and then are attacked by these rabid dogs. Um, But the dogs aren't really rabid. They have chunks of meat hanging off of them and stuff like that. So the zombie dogs. But of course they don't explain that. They just say wild fucking animals. Um, And in the the frenzy, uh, Brad the helicopter pilot for the alpha team uh, flies off for some reason. I guess he got scared. Uh, Leaving 
uh, everyone behind, uh, and during that struggle, uh, Joseph is killed by one of the dogs. So the only ones that are left are Barry, Chris, Jill, and Albert Wesker. Uh, and they seek refuge in a mysterious mansion out in the middle of the woods. Um, and then that's when the player takes over. But before that happens, the player chooses who they'd like to play as. Uh, you can choose between Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield. Matt, you chose Jill, correct? Yep, glad I did. And I chose Chris. Uh, who you play as in this game changes things up significantly. Uh, multiple things uh, happen, including what equipment you have, what equipment you will find, who you'll be interacting with, and what things you will see in a certain order. And what kind of puzzles you can, or the way that you can solve some puzzles. Yeah. So, um, with Chris, I've always looked at it like this. If you want to have an easier time playing this game, you might want to play as Jill Valentine because she has both a lock pick that Barry gives her because she is the master of unlocking. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, it had to be said at least once today. Of course. Um,. And uh, she also has more inventory slots. She can carry more things at a time. Chris, I'd say, is the more difficult character to play as because he only has six inventory slots, can't carry as much. He does not have a lock pick. Um, he has to rely on these small keys that um, are scattered around the mansion that suck because they take up an entire inventory space. So you have an inventory you have two inventory spaces. One of them has a little small key in it. The other one has a fucking shotgun. Don't know why we can't just throw the key if over there with the shotgun, but that's neither here nor there. So there's a lot of backtracking involved with Chris going back to these item boxes and things like that. So I'm playing as Chris and one of the first big things uh that happens is um Everybody gets separated. Uh, but when you enter the mansion, different people are there. For Jill, Jill goes in with Wesker and Barry. Nobody knows where Chris is. If you play as Chris, you enter with Chris, Wesker, and Jill. Nobody knows where Barry is. Um, and then meanwhile, Vickers is dead in the, he was the pilot. No, Brad gets away. Joseph was the one that died. Joseph. Okay. Yeah. Joseph is dead. Got eaten by the dogs. Um, and Brad flew off somewhere, but he will be back. Um, so after that, uh, that's when things start to deviate right away. For pretty much the first four hours of this game, Chris is alone. He doesn't see anybody. He doesn't interact with anybody. Um, with Jill, she interacts with Barry a decent amount. 
Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. So when basically what happens is how everybody gets separated. They hear gunshots. They're in the main area of the the uh, mansion. They hear gunshots. Chris or Jill goes to investigate. Jill goes with Barry. Barry goes along with her. Um, Chris goes by himself because Chris and Barry have a history. Uh, they uh, they knew each other. Um, I think in the military. I can't really remember. I know Chris was in the military uh, from like starting at seventeen and then left the military at like twenty one or twenty two. Like Chris, I think is twenty five in this game. Um, and so Chris is like, it might be Barry. I gotta go find him. And they're like, all right, we'll stay alert. Shit like that. Chris also starts with no gun. He only has a knife. <laughs> so uh, this is when we have the infamous scene that everybody knows whenever you see the zombie chewing on somebody and it turns around slowly. Um, with Chris, I just ran away from it. Um, I know. Yeah, obviously I, I ran back to Barry. Yeah, Jill is there. Um, she runs back to Barry. Barry blows his fucking head off. But, uh... And then everybody gets separated. Well, Barry decides to, uh, with you, Barry just decides to like just branch off and, and look for yeah, West. Yeah, Barry's full of bad ideas. Yeah. Um, see, I when I get back to the main hallway, everybody's gone. Barry's gone. Wesker's gone. The only thing, or no, no, Barry's not there. Uh, Wesker and Jill are gone. Uh, but Jill's gun is laying there. So mm. that's where I get my gun. It's even worse than when you find Barry again. But Matt, you there? Yeah, my gun wasn't very useful in the beginning anyway, so felt like I didn't have one. <laughs> oh, sorry. It looks like Skype messed up for a second there. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, so Barry decides to split up with and look for Wesker. Uh, and Chris is just basically by himself the entire time. So the beginning of this is basically finding keys. Uh, I think the, the first one's what the shield key. Uh, yeah, I think that's the first one. Yeah. Sword key for me, I think. Sword key. Okay. Um, yeah, sword key for me. I uh, found the sword key. Uh, you go outside almost immediately. So, all right, I should I should clarify. Um, to begin with, I was going by a fact. I, I, I religiously went by that fact. The problem is that fact is well-written and tells you every time there's an enemy. And I'm just like, this is kind of taken away from the game. So I decided to basically get the gist of what I need to do and then just do it in the order that I wanted to. Um, so basically, I find a key. All right. Let me go open every door that this key will open. And then we'll go from there. But uh, but like I said, you go outside almost... I went outside almost immediately to this fucking graveyard, which never yeah. existed in the, the original game, ever. Yep, I did too. I was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, you go down these flight of stairs 
into this underground area. There's a fucking coffin hanging up in the ceiling, holding like held by chains. Um, and then there's these statues of mass or not mass, but statues of uh, busts of heads that you have to put masks on. You'll find that out eventually. Um, and so that's what we're working to is putting these masks on. So we got to find these masks. Um, and so it's back to the mansion trying to find stuff. Uh, it's hard to talk about this game. Um, mainly because of, you know, the things that you have to do. You're just going through doors. If you see a zombie, you, you either run away from it or you try and kill it. Uh, there are a few new things. Um, the first one being, uh, sub weapons, uh, each player, each character has a sub weapon that they can use. Uh, everybody, Jill and Chris both get the dagger, uh, which means if a zombie grabs you from the front, you can use a dagger to stab it in the head and make it get it off you before you take any damage. Um, Jill has the ability to use a taser. Uh, and she has to constantly get batteries for it. Uh, the taser, I believe, is a one-hit kill, right? I haven't found it yet, so I've never used a taser. You haven't found any batteries for a taser? Uh, I don't believe so. I definitely haven't found a taser. I don't think I found any batteries. I think Jill has the taser on her. It's just she has to find batteries for it. I could be wrong. It's been a long time I've since never, I've played. I've never seen it, so... Maybe I have it and just can't use it. Um, but Chris, the 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 sub weapon specifically for Chris is a flash grenade, like a flashbang. He basically shoves it into the zombie's mouth and it explodes its head automatically. So it's pretty useful. Oh, nice. Um, especially because it destroys the brain. Uh, which brings me to my next new thing. If you kill a zombie in any room. It falls down and it lays there. It won't attack you or anything like that. It's dead. If you leave that room and come back, I don't even, it may be a random time, but eventually over time, you will eventually come back to that room. That zombie's body is still laying there. It will eventually turn into a new type of enemy called crimson, crimson heads. Crimson Heads are this hyped-up, really powerful zombie that no longer shuffles its way to you. It fucking makes a mad dash toward you. And a dagger to the head does not finish them off. No. Um, these guys take a lot of shots to kill. They have claws that they tr they just run at you and try and slash you. They also vomit on you, and it does damage. And they can also bite you. Uh, and they, and they are, can run around in circles around me faster than I can turn around to catch them. That is that that was what I was about to say. And they are faster than you. You cannot outrun them. Um, my first encounter with a crimson head. I knew these things existed. Uh, my first encounter with a crimson head uh, scared the ever-loving fuck out of me. Uh, this time around, because I was it, it, it was at night. It was like dark in here. 
And I, I knew exactly what I had to do. So to combat zombies from turning into crimson heads, you either have to destroy the head, uh, which is, depending on the situation, is easy to do or it may be very difficult to do. It's always random, but you have better chances at it if you're, A, using the shotgun, uh, B, shooting up, but you had to have the zombie real close to you. So in this game, you can aim straight ahead, down at the ground, and up into the air. And aiming up into the air when the zombie is real close to you lets you do a headshot. And sometimes it will destroy the head. You have a better chance of doing it with a shotgun. Um, also, uh, elevation. So if I'm at the top of the stairs and a zombie is walking up the stairs, I can aim down with a shotgun and it has a, a better chance of blowing its head off. That is one way of making sure that it doesn't turn into a crimson head. Because see, they call them crimson heads because basically how they explain it is, is that when you kill the zombie, all the blood rushes to its head and brings it back to life, making it frenzied, and it mutates it. See, I've encountered a couple, uh-huh. but I have not seen any description or anything yet of them. It's in one of the it's in one of the notes I read. Hmm. I just can't. I'm, I've been there. looking for it because I want I want to see what the you know the in game reasoning that you just mentioned. Well, they did experiments with them too. Like they they specifically made them that way. Because have you ran into the the big crimson head, the one that's in the coffin? Nope. Okay. Well, you you've got a ways to go. Um, you eventually open that coffin, and there is a super crimson head in there. Spoiler alert. Um, and they explain that the researchers. We're trying to create those things, um, but it happened anyway. It was like a strain, like it, like like the virus mutated or something like that. And they didn't, they they weren't they weren't trying to have it do that because they they deemed crimson heads too dangerous. So they said we don't need to do that anymore. But then the, the virus mutated anyway, and they became crimson heads anyway. So. Um, uh, but the other way to kill a crimson head is by burning their bodies. Um, one good thing about playing is Chris. You don't have to find a lighter. Chris starts with a lighter. Uh, see, that was my first encounter is I finally started burning some bodies. I'm like, all right. I vaguely know that crimson heads are coming at some point in this game, so I'm going to go burn all the bodies. Yeah, one of them I tried to burn, like got up when I tried to burn him and then yeah. started chasing me. <laughs> That's exactly what happened with me. The first fucking body I, I decided to burn because I finally found a canteen and I, I filled it with kerosene. I was like, all right, well, I know there's a few zombies out through here I want to burn. I walked up to one. I bent over and was going to light it on fire. And that thing went like that. I was like, oh, fucking hell. It scared the living shit out of me, dude. I, like I jumped up out of my fucking seat and everything. I was like, oh, shit, I got to deal with this thing. I fucking scared the fuck out of me. It started slashing me and stuff. Um, but that made me jump like for real. I, I, I legitimately jumped cause I, I was not expecting it. So I was like this thing, you know, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, another day at the office. Just, all right, let's light it on fire. Oh shit. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you can burn, you can burn the bodies to make sure that the crimson heads don't come back. Um, 
solving puzzles. Like, have you, did you run into Barry again, Matt? Yeah, I ran into Barry, and he's an idiot because I'm wandering around this mansion lost, getting attacked by zombies, dogs, what have you. And I finally find Barry, and he's reading a book. He's just, like, flipping through some pages, not giving a shit. And then he's like, all right, well, I'll see you later. Huh. I think that was the second time I met him, though. It was the first time. I don't remember. Earlier. Did he, did he not save you from becoming a Jill sandwich? No. Have you got the shotgun? Yes. Did you replace the first? Did you do you get the broken shotgun and replace it with the with the good shotgun? Yep. Okay. That's that 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 I did remember. Yeah. As from from the first game. Well, see, you could because that's another reason why I say it's slightly easier. You as Jill could just go and take the shotgun, and when you leave. That the you know the ceiling comes down is about to squash you. Barry Barry busts through the door and saves you. Uh, see, I initially picked up the shotgun mm-hmm. and knew what was going to happen. So then I just put it back and then just kept progressing through the game till I found the broken shotgun and then went back and grabbed it. Right. Um, yeah, Chris doesn't have that luxury. I had to <laughs> I had to bring the broken shotgun and everything like that. Which you know it's funny is like. You, you can just like pick up something else in the room and put it on there and just weigh it down. Yeah, it's but, not it's not like Indiana Jones where it has to weigh exactly the same amount. It just has to not let the levers go back up. Exactly. So I don't know. It's it, this game makes some dumb choices, but <laughs> you know it's a game, and it it, it actually it, you know I don't it never you know it's not like Metal Gear where it it references itself as a game, but it. Doesn't apologize for being gamey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean, also, this is just a remake of a game that is really old. So at the time, it didn't feel as gamey. That's true. The um, so you run into Barry a few times. Have you run into anybody else at all? Richard. Richard Aiken. Richard Aiken. Okay. Where'd you run into him at? Outside of the entrance to the attic. And he said, oh, I got bit by a big snake. <laughs> so I had to run and grab him some serum and then bring it back to him. And waste of time that was. What, did he die anyway? I think so. He was gone. Mm-hmm. There was a zombie in there. It might have been him. So I ran into Richard as well. And at the same time, I also ran into Rebecca Chambers. Uh, she was trying to aid him, and she uh, sent me to go find the serum. Came back, she gave him the serum, took him back to the infirmary room, the medicine room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's okay. Um, she was part of the, the Bravo team. Uh, I don't know what happened to Richard, because every time I go back to the medicine room, he's not there anymore. Hmm. He just kind of disappeared. I don't. In fact, I don't think they ever explain it so far. <laughs> he just—he's just not there. Uh, but he did survive because I did give him the serum. 
And she. Yep, get, I got him the serum. Yeah. So, um, wow. So you did you have to get a key to open that door? Which door? To the to the snake. To the snake, yeah. Okay. See, I I had to like that was one of the last things I did because I didn't have the right key to get to it. So you you're getting yeah, me too. Yeah. It's, oh, it's essentially the last thing that I did. Oh, okay. Um, it was the armor key. Yeah, no, the arm, shield key. The shield key. Yeah, that's it. Sword key first, then armor key, then shield key, then finally helmet. Um. So yeah, I uh, like it. Yep. It all went around from I got to find the armor key because I'm seeing a whole bunch of doors that says you need an armor key for it. So you have to go find the armor key. Um, which is a puzzle in and of itself because, uh, you, you know, you, you find a dog whistle and there's a note saying, Hey, there's a really important thing on one of the dogs that runs around the mansion. And I'm like, okay, let's go to where this note tells me and use the dog whistle. I did that zombie dog showed up, killed it. And he's got a emblem around his neck. And I take it. A, co- a coin, right? Yeah, it was like a coin, some kind of weird coin thing. It has a button on it. When you press it, it turns into a key. But it's not a key. It's a fake key. And then you got to go to a room where there's suits of armor that if – and there's the armor key. The armor key is in the middle of this little room area. And if you pick it up, one of these suits of armor – starts coming after you and is going to kill you. So you have to find, you have to use the fake armor key to put it back in that slot and not let the trap kill you. Once again, if it looks like it's just a pressure plate, you could put something on it. See what I wanted to do there. Uh, There's, there's one point, um, I think it's after you get done with the sword key. They ask you if you want to discard it. Uh huh. At that point, I was like, oh, now I've got my key. I can go use to replace the one in that little room where I died and get my shield key. But I never actually did try that because by the time I got back there, I had the the false key. Right. Can you, instead of discarding a, a key, can you use that sword key to get the next key? I highly doubt you could. So you're telling me there's a place in this pedestal precisely made for a key, but it only fits the false key. It doesn't fit any other key. But fits the armor key. It fits the key that's in there and the false key, but not the sword key. Dude. That's bullshit. There's video. It's a video game. That's bullshit. Oh, come on. It's, it's the same as, as any other thing that's in this fucking game. Like, who the fu- who would build this mansion like this? You know, why would you? Why would you put all this shit in a mansion? You know, if if you're living here, better yet, let's go to Resident Evil Two. Why the fuck does this police station have these puzzles to get in fucking doors? It's a police station. Yeah, it makes a little more sense in a mansion. You could be an eccentric billionaire. Yeah. So I mean, this, this game is. Is not grounded in reality at all. <laughs> so, 
And I wouldn't care at all except that they give you the choice to discard the key. Yeah. You know, either tell me it has no use, discard it, or I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, come on, this this should be an, an alternative. I think it Whatever. does. It, I think it does say that this this key had no longer needs to be used. Would you like to discard it? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what they say. But why would I want to keep it if there's l- literally nothing I can do with it? It's the same way with you find ammo on the ground, and when you reach down to pick it up, it says, "Are you sure you want this ammo?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want this ammo. Fuck zombies. Who cares? You know. So it, it's it's dumb, but it's uh so get the armor key now. The armor key is the key to getting all these masks, the death masks as they call them, and that's that's what we're working toward. We're working toward getting all these masks, opening up that coffin. There's something in that coffin we got to get to, uh, and then begins the big trek of going through all these friggin' doors and stuff like that to to get the the masks finding them all um there's a few things that that occur um i did quote unquote fight the snake um i actually chose to run around it and grab what i needed to and leave Uh, (laughs) but something happened i got bit uh, and when you get bit, you get poisoned. And when you leave the area, Chris falls over and passes out. And at the same time, Rebecca's there, and you take over as Rebecca, and you have to go get serum for Chris. Hmm. So uh, I had to go get serum for Chris, ran into a fucking crimson head. Uh, Rebecca almost died, but she got back, saved Chris. Um, and then moved on from there. Uh, another thing that they, you know, obviously is never explained, even though it's in the game itself. You read multiple things saying, I've been infected. I'm going to die and turn into one of these abominations. Yet Chris and Jill get bit. How many times? No need to worry. (laughs) They must be immune to the T virus. Yeah, there, there's no. Like, well, it makes them good. Well, that's true, but I'm just saying, you know that that would be an interesting mechanic if it was like, oh God, you're infected. You have to go. I don't know, find an antidote or something like that. You know, every time you got bit, I mean, it would be a pain in the ass. Um, you'd probably have to have a whole more, like a shit ton more sub weapons to use. You know, just to make sure you didn't get bit. Yeah. Or, I mean, they could make it like the easy mode gives you a shit ton like they do with ink ribbons. And then the harder the mode is, the less of those or the harder it is to get access to those antidotes. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That's something something to think about for the for the next next game or the the, the re the re remake or re re remake. There it's we go. got to be a better name for this. I know. So, because um, <laughs> apparently Resident Evil Six was supposed to be a a retelling of the story, but they they decided to make Resident Evil Six. But uh, yeah, so um, 
Which we need to finish at some point. Yeah, I know. Me and you need to finish that. Good God, that's what, two years in the making? <laughs> yeah. Seven's going to be out before we get around to finishing yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not kidding. I'm pretty sure we bought it, or I bought it day one. We both did, and we were like, yeah, we- yeah we're going to play through this. And then, <laughs> nope. We tried again well, earlier this year, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We got one good play session in. Yeah. But um, eh, we'll get to it eventually. Uh, but um, jeez, I got all the masks. Have you got Have you got any of the masks yet? Uh, just the first one. So I, I did all of the stuff in the mansion that I need to do. I fought the snake right at the end, and I got the first mask. So all I have to do is get the last three masks, and then I'm out of here, okay. out of the mansion. Um, so I, I did all that. And uh, you you run into a few other things. I mean, obviously, I, you know, like I said, you you do run into that big crimson head, but there's another thing that you run into uh, right after that that um it's going to remind you of something else in a previous Resident Evil game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I guess I because I don't really want to spoil that for you. Um, I've basically made it to the second area, which is like the, you know, the, the garden area, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the greenhouse area and the, um, you know, where the, uh, the groundskeepers lived and stuff like that. So I'm at that area right now. Um, and that was where I was going to stop, but that's probably the best place to stop because I don't want to spoil this for you because you haven't played this game and I know you really like this series. So, um, but there is. There is a boss um, coming up um, that is best just to run away from. I'll just I'll put, that, I'll put it that way. Um, but uh, one other thing I do I do want to mention: Have you got the rocket launcher yet? Or not the rocket launcher, but the uh, the grenade launcher? No, actually, I did not get that. I was I did all the because so my whole plan for this game was to really experience it and try and recapture my first play that I, you know, we already mentioned we wish we could do for Metal Gear Solid. I feel like playing this now is almost as close as I can get to recapturing that first playthrough of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to use the fact. Okay. Now, I did notice that at this point in the game I'm supposed to have a grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. However, I don't, so I might use the fact to go back and get it and then continue on. I can tell you exactly where it's at. I, it, it, I, all right, I can tell you exactly where it's at in Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation 1. So use that information as you will. Upstairs in the main hallway, you know, the main entrance to the, the mansion. Yep. Go upstairs. Um, if you're looking at the stairway, uh, it's on the right. If you go to the right... Uh, instead of going through the first door, go to the door. It's closer to the, uh, like in closer to the double doors that lead out. So if you go up the stairs all the way and then go all the way to the right, there's a door okay. there that leads out to a patio area. Um, Forrest, who is now dead. Um, he was the one that had the grenade launcher in Resident Evil one. Uh, you have to obviously kill him because he's a zombie now. Uh, and then you pick it up there. Now, okay. I it's been a while since I played remake. I don't know if that's still where you get it, but that in Resident Evil One, that was where you got it. Hmm. Um, 
uh, in Chris's playthrough, uh, he's just dead. Um, and then comes back as a zombie and then I kill him and then I get nothing for it. Oh man. Yeah. Chris doesn't have anything. Chris later on gets a flamethrower. So, and Jill never gets a flamethrower. Yeah. I mean, I figure as I'm getting ready, like what at some point before I get the four masks or the the last three masks, I'll probably go grab the grenade launcher. I know that even if I don't feel like I need it now, I'll regret it later if I don't get it. Yeah, that thing comes in handy. Um, yeah. I would I would go ahead and get that thing. Um, I got up my assault shotgun. That was pretty cool. Oh, you got an assault shotgun? Yeah, so I got the first shotgun off the wall. Uh-huh. And then I got an assault shotgun um, when I was fighting the snake. Would you kill it and get it? No, uh, somebody else busted in while I was fighting. Uh, was it Richard? Holy shit, was it? Yeah. He came back after he you got the serum. Ends up, yeah, he comes back after I got the serum. He busts in, helps me with the snake, uh, but then gets eaten halfway through the snake fight. <laughs> and then as he gets eaten, the shot, the assault shotgun falls out of his hand, and then I ran around the snake, picked it up, and finished the snake off as, as much as you can. Damn, look at you. None of that should help me. I've got I've got Jill's fucking pistol. I got a, a standard shotgun and a knife. <laughs> that knife is a waste of my time. That's for sure. Yeah, it was in the first game too. I'd rather just have it be a one-use dagger than a knife that takes up an inventory slot. Yeah. So that's all I got, and you know I'm I'm constantly having to run out of shotgun shells because. Every time I run to a zombie, I'm like, all right, let me try and hit it in the head. One other thing. Yeah, I'm not so, even, I haven't, I haven't found very many shotgun shells. Um, I've found a decent amount. I think Chris may be able to find more just because his shit is a little bit more hard and difficult. Yeah, uh, I mean, I found the six that came in it. I found either one or two other sets of six, maybe one, and then the ten that were in the assault shotgun. Well, see, I I don't know if you've got it for Barry um, Wesker. Um, I haven't seen him, but he left a note outside of one of the save rooms saying, "Hey, I found some ammo for you. Take it." Oh yeah, Barry did that for me. Yeah, see, Barry does it for Jill. Wesker did it for um, Chris. It was confusing though because I was just in that room, and then I read the note. I'm like, "There's no ammo in there." (laughs) And then I went in there. I'm like, "Oh shit, there it is." Yeah, all over the floor. So I uh I did get some shotgun shells there. You get some a little later on, like you get some during the fight with the the coffin uh crimson head, and then I found some later on uh going toward the garden area. So um but I've got a shit ton of handgun ammo. I haven't really used my handgun much. Honestly, if I if I run into a bunch of zombies that are in a decently sized room, I will run right by them. Yeah. I find most of the time I try to do that, though, it's a narrow hallway and it doesn't always work. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's. Man, I love the lighting in this game, though. The lighting is insane in this game. There's so many times where, like, the camera shifted and there's, like, a long hallway and there's just, like, a zombie at the end. And you don't need to see any detail because all you're getting is, like, a silhouette and that is way more than enough. Yeah. 
there's a shit ton more in this version of the game than in the original where zombies will just like come through fucking windows. They'll bash down a fucking door. Yep. Um, there's been multiple times where, uh, and it's all scripted. Obviously it's not like, Oh, I left a room and they followed me. It, it's always scripted, but you know, you can hear banging on a door and you run by that door and the door never bashes open. But as you go down the hallway, you hear it crash, but you can't see where the door is anymore. And I was like, ah, shit, what the fuck just came out? <laughs> so, uh, did you notice that the game fucked with you uh, a little bit? Uh, the infamous first hallway where the zombie dogs crashed through the windows. Um, I think the, the, the developers kind of fuck with you there because you run by the first window and no, no dog comes out. They don't come out till after you run by the second window. So it gives Isn't you that, that happened in the first game though. No, nah, it was the first window. I mean, I came into that hallway, the back the other way. direction. Yeah. yeah. See, if you went through the front way, it w- it would have activated afterwards. So it, uh. it, it messes with you there because it's like, I thought these dogs were supposed to come out and you keep walking off. Oh, here they come. You know? Yeah. So it was, uh, they, you could tell the developers like to fuck with you just a little bit. Cause there's a lot of people out there that remember the first game. Yep. And that scene in particular. Yeah. So, uh, it's, um, it's interesting. So, I mean, how do you feel about it so far? Uh, it's, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's actually weird. My enjoyment has kind of steadily crept up as I've played. Uh huh. When I first popped it in, I'm like, oh man, this is the game I love, but it's going to be so nice looking. And then I started watching the first 10 minutes of this game. I'm like, this is ugly. <laughs> I mean, this barely looks like better than I remember the original game looking. Oh, you go back and watch the original game. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that was my plan was to play through the first hour or so. Uh-huh. I never got a chance to. Right. Uh, I may still do it before the next time we record just for comparison's sake. But just at first, I'm like, because I mean, I'm I was sitting the way I sit when I play Destiny, which is to say, six inches from my TV, <laughs> and uh, it was, I, it's weird because sitting that close, I'm like, I can see that there's a lot of artistry in the game, you know, there's a lot of like motion in the backgrounds, there's a lot of like overlays on the screen, the characters animate fairly well, Barry's moving around, but like looking up at them, like I, it's. You can barely tell what even the hair is. Mm. And I just, like, that close, I was like, oh, man, I thought this game was going to look so good. And it doesn't. But, you know, since then, I've sort of, like, readjusted myself. Now I'm sitting back on the couch with all the lights off. So I'm getting a little bit more of the atmosphere and the lighting and stuff playing to me. And then I've also, like, I guess subconsciously just lowered my expectations. And now... I've caught myself thinking, "Oh man, this game does look good." It does in, in many so, aspects. I don't know. It's, it's a it's a little bit. I, I think it's just like perception. Well, it is. I my mean, my first impression was a little weak, but yeah, the more I'm playing it, the more I'm liking it for sure. Oh, good. I mean, it's, I, I, I do like how they're playing with those expectations a little bit. Yeah. It's um. Uh, it's kind of standard for me, to be honest with you. I mean, I I remember a good amount of this game, um, and that's why a lot of the stuff is not shocking me as much. I think the game still looks great. Um, 
I, I go as far as far as to say this game uh, looks as good as like an early Xbox 360 game. Um, yeah, it's a little fuzzy and it's not in high definition, but I think that it it I think it still looks great. The lighting, especially. I mean, they're still using pre-rendered backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's you know that that's that's how a lot of this game works. That's how it gets away with looking as good as it does is because of the pre-rendered backgrounds and stuff like that. But, um, uh, there's two things that make me sad. I kind of wish they'd have kept the really shitty voice acting. Yeah, I do too. I mean, that, that's such a part of this game now. Yeah. And, um, I wish they would have kept the live action intro. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. It was so bad. It is horrible. The thing is, is that those people that they used are the voice actors for the voice acting in the game. Of course. Yeah. Why, why hire two different people? Exactly. Um, I got the, I, in fact, I think they even modeled the characters after these people. So I was just like, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's so, it's just, it's good. Um, but they took that out, you know, they, obviously they made it better. They added cursing to it. That was what surprised me whenever I first played uh, the game back in 2002. Because I, I remember a lot of the dialogue and playing as Jill when you go outside to the garden area for the first time. She gets a call on the radio and she's trying to talk into it and it's broken. And in the PS1 version, she goes, ah, it's broken like that. In this version, she goes, shit. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, you know, because it's it's so polarizing, and I was like, wow, this is, you know, they're they're taking a step up a little bit, and I I enjoy that about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this game. Uh, I did die, and it was really fucking annoying the way I died. I, I got killed by fucking zombie dogs because there's a part there's there's one section whenever you're about to go into the next area, the the garden area, and you have to fight three zombie dogs, and I'd already been hurt. And I was like, ah, I can handle these guys. These fuckers ran around me and hit me from the back. I was like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. So I lost like 20 minutes. But, uh, but when I started back over, I knew exactly where to go and it took me like five minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. But, but it was just like so fucking annoying that that happened, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. So, um, but yeah, yeah I'm the only- in the garden area right now. So, okay. Yeah. I should be there soon. The only time I really died so far was. Uh, the first time that I didn't have the false key and I was trying to figure out what to do in, um, in that room where the, where the knight, the suit of armor with the spinning blades comes and chopped me to bits. Yeah. But that was the only time I died so far. I've come not really close. I've got, I mean, I've gotten bit a couple times. Yeah. But so far so good. I have only fought the one crimson head. Thought the dagger would take care of it. It didn't, so it took a dagger and a shotgun blast. Did you? What did you set it on whenever you first started the game? Because it asked you that question about, do you like a mountainous climb or an easy hike? Uh, I think probably easy hike. Yeah, I think that's what I chose too. I, you know, I always go medium if there's an option, but I'm never really sure what to pick if I only have two options. Yeah. I I went easy because I knew Chris Chris's playthrough was not going to be that easy. So I was just like, yeah, I don't want to get frustrated with this game. 
I want to enjoy it. So, and so far I am enjoying it and it's still challenging. So, <sighs> but that's, um, that's the beginning of resident evil biohazard as it's known in Japan. The mansion. The mansion part. I'm, I'm out of the mansion, but I will be back to the mansion because I'm going to be getting a new key to go explore some more rooms with and then replace all those zombie rooms with hunters. God, do I love hunters. <laughs> Hate those fuckers. Um, but yeah, that's it for us. I mean, I, I know, uh, we got a tweet, uh, that, I, I, I think I should bring up because I, um, it is relevant to that. I, I said we were recording yesterday, but we didn't. So, um, I asked people on Twitter if they would send us some tweets. So let me bring that up. I think, uh, I can't remember who asked. I think it was Dark Samus. But let's find out. If it will load. Come on. Here we go. No, it was Big Game Hunter. Asked, uh, he says, opinions on the movies around a character who doesn't exist. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, actually a really good question because they are so different from each other. I don't mind the movies. They're kind of like fast and furious where, yeah, they're going to be dumb, but I'll watch them. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go opening night and watch these fuckers. Um, although I did go opening night and watch the original Resident Evil. And then I said, what the fuck is this? Because uh, it had absolutely nothing to do with Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw the first Resident Evil, I was angry. I was like, "This is basically I've been waiting for, I've been waiting for so many years for this, and it finally happened." And I got, you know, at, at the time I was like, "It's not quite as bad as a Uwe Boll film, <laughs> but it took. I mean, it's nowhere near as bad as those movies, but it took something that was much closer to my heart." And messed with it, yeah. so it, it, you know it. The, the end result was not a steaming pile of shit, but I, I wanted this to be amazing. And at the time, I was like, "No, it's not at all what I wanted." But Resident Evil One and the whole series in general, for me, you know, they within themselves they are okay. Yeah. You know, if if I just think of them as a totally separate thing, it, then you know they're, they're okay. I've, I've watched the first one again a few times and it's for what it is. I enjoy it. And each one I've enjoyed a little bit more as I've separated them more from the games. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually not sure I've seen the newest one. I've lost track of the names of them. I I really like the second one, even though it's probably the worst one. You know, that's what I was going to say because apocalypse, right? That's the second one. No, it's, is it Resident Evil Apocalypse? Resident Evil... Shit, let me look it up. Now I need to know. Um, but yeah, I like the second one, even though it's dumb. Yeah, the second one's Apocalypse. The third one's Extinction. The fourth one is Afterlife. The fifth one is Retribution. Yeah. And apparently the next one is called The Final Chapter. Hmm. 
I thought the next one was Resident Evil Rising. Mm, well, Wikipedia has the next one, TBA date, and the final chapter. I don't know what Resident Evil Rising would be. And that's the one from that's going to come out in 2015. Uh, Wikipedia needs an update then. <laughs> this has well the final chapter coming out in 2016, and. Rising coming out in 2016? or is it 2015 same? for Rising. You sure? That's what it says. Hmm. I mean, they've tried to incorporate the characters into it, and that's why I liked about it, because it had Jill in it. I think that's why I liked the second one. Yeah, because it had Jill in it, and yeah. I was like, okay, finally a fucking character I know. Um, and, uh, you know, and they've tried to incorporate, it's weird because they, they incorporated characters from the game into it at a later date. So it's shit we already know about, you know what I mean? So like, but you know, eventually they get into like shit that happens in like Resident Evil five where like Jill gets like, you know, she has that thing on her chest that turns her evil and shit. And I'm just like, wow. So, but, yeah. but the thing is, is like, it doesn't. Bit like they're trying to like cherry pick what the fuck out of the games to put into it. I mean, the fucking world ended twice in the Resident Evil movies. So I just I don't know. Although I do have to say that the guy that they got to play Wesker, he does a good Wesker. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the movies are whatever. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I really didn't like them at first, but they've grown on me. Um, part of that was even just the soundtrack of Resident Evil Apocalypse. I, I, I fucking love that soundtrack. Yeah, or the Kill Switch Engage song at the end. <laughs> oh, all of it, man. Cold. <laughs> it's got cold. It's got... Uh, what the fuck does it have? I don't know. Just a ton of bands. It's one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Yeah. So there you go. It's... Uh... That, yeah, that's 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 all I can really say about those movies. Is it, it's okay, and, you know. I'll watch them um, if I see one on television. Like you know, if I'm just flipping through channels and it's like, oh, Resident Evil, one of the A's are on. Yeah, you know? <laughs> ah, fuck it, I'll watch it. It's usually that one that takes place in the desert that I don't give a shit about. Aftermath, Is that or afterlife, afterlife. Whatever the fuck, there's too many afters and apocalypse and A's. There's A's everywhere. <laughs> uh, all of them take place in a fucking apocalyptic world. I mean, it, it's so dumb. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'll sit there and watch them. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, they're fun. They're popcorn movies. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the beginning of Resident Evil. Um, but were you gonna say something? Skype is. Acting fucking weird tonight. Yeah, my, my my Skype's not working real well tonight. I don't know what's going on. Huh. But yeah, um, if you'd like to send us an email, you can send me an email, drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can suggest games to us. You can talk about Resident Evil because I know a lot of people out there love Resident Evil and I know a lot of people were actually excited for this. Um, I know there was a few people who actually decided to play along with us. Um, and, uh, yeah, but definitely start suggesting games to us because we're, we're coming up on, 
a little bit of a lull. We don't know what we're going to play. Oh, I do want to mention, Matt, um, I picked up Eternal Darkness again. Ooh. In case you wanted to do that. And I think Dave said he'd like to do that with us. So. I would like to start that over. It, it, as far as the games that I would like to play, that's still high on the list. Maybe even bumped up a few notches because we ne- never did finish it. Yeah. And from what I remember about that game, it's a game that would be worth starting over and really doing it justice. Yeah. Instead of, say, just finishing it for a one-off. Oh, absolutely. Episode. Yeah, Dave said he'd love to uh, join us for that, but it'd probably be at the beginning of the year sometime. Okay. Um, so we may do Eternal Darkness uh, sometime. I, I do have a copy of it. I actually got it from Mackie. Uh, he was selling off a whole bunch of his games, so I got that in Super Smash Brothers Melee because I have to get some games for this GameCube. I really want to pick up Mario Sunshine because that's my favorite Mario. My 3D, 3D Mario, that's my favorite 3D Mario. Um, yeah, once I get my GameCube back, maybe we can pick some of the highlights of the GameCube because, like I said, I've, I've spent almost zero time playing the GameCube that I own. There's some good ones on there. I mean, Metroid Prime was really great. So... But, uh, yeah, um, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And you can follow the podcast, uh, at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, iTunes reviews. If you would leave us an iTunes review, I haven't checked it. I'm not going to check it this week. I'll check it next week because I'm lazy. <laughs> um, but, uh, you can leave us an iTunes review. We'd greatly appreciate it if you would. Uh, I think that's it. Resident Evil. We're going to continue playing it for Halloween. Spooky Halloween. Yes. I can't wait. You know, they got Resident Evil Revelations 2 coming out in February, too. Yep. I would love to play the first one. (sighs) First one's okay. I played about 30 seconds of a demo of it when I held a 3DS for the first time. Well, you know, it's on the consoles now. So, you can play that one. It wasn't bad. I, I take that back. It wasn't bad. You know, it was, it, it's a decent spin-off, I should say. Which, truth be told, as far as Resident Evil goes, my fa- one of my favorite spin-offs from Resident Evil was fucking Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, that was fun. A lot of people, I mean, gave that game shit, and like I even reviewed it. I gave it a pretty generous score. Because it did have a lot of problems, but I fucking loved that game. Yeah, it was a sloppy game, but it was it was fun. Yeah, and I played co-op with Dave and uh, and Ken. We had a fucking blast playing that game. And it, they incorporated fucking everything into that. Everything that's in Resident Evil was in that fucking game. You know? And, uh, you know, like even the Crimson Heads were there. Yeah, they were running at you and stuff. They were faster than the other zombies and stuff. It was really cool. So, yeah, Resident Evil... Um, we will be back next week on Halloween, no less, um, with uh, another continuation of Resident Evil. Uh, and I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, thank you for your support and all that stuff. We are, uh, we've been around for a while now, and I, we, I was thinking about that the other day. Then Mike brought it up today, saying that he, he wouldn't be where he is without Twitter and without me, you, and Ken Yep. So, yeah, OG Zombie Frog um, and Eternal Darkness was the, the last game we ever did because it killed the the podcast. 
<laughs> so um, hopefully we'll get back into that. But that's for another time. We will be back next week. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week on Spooky Halloween <laughs> for the continuation of Resident Evil Remake. Remake.